welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't like cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Um, This is podcast number 204, and I'm calling it Project Brain, the Good and the Bad. Um, yeah, project brain. That's what I have. Um, it's a thing and sometimes it serves me amazingly and sometimes it really, really causes me some problems. Anyway, so I'm going to be talking about that. Um, I did want to make sure, you know, if you're in the Dallas area, I will be at Royal Lane Baptist church in Dallas on March 18th in the evening. That's a Monday night in a couple of weeks. And I would love to see you there. They actually have, I think they have childcare available and, um, a meal. You, I think you can just show up if you just want to hear the speaking, but if you want the meal or the childcare, um, go to my website, eslobchemscleancom slash speaking, and, um, it'll give you the information of, you know, how to register for the meal and childcare. Cause I think you have to register for those two things. Does that make sense? Okay. Anyway, I'd love to see you there. All right. So we're talking about project brain and how I've got it. Um, and how understanding that I have a project brain has helped me in my deslobification process. Okay. A lot of this is initially is about realizing how my brain works and accepting how my brain works. Okay. But I want to be clear that self-acceptance doesn't mean I give up. Okay. And I think sometimes I resisted accepting how my brain worked. I think that before I started this whole process and I, I hadn't analyzed it to the point that I've analyzed it now, my goodness, but because I was just like, wait, what is wrong with me? Something's not clicking in my brain the way it seems to click in other people's brains. Um, I just kept trying to go, well, obviously this is not easy to me. So I've got to keep going with the way other people do things. I I, I don't know. Um, And I think I feared that accepting the way I was would mean accepting that my house was just going to always be a disaster. And that's not what it means. Okay. And that was kind of a surprise to me. Once I realized that these struggles are directly related to how my brain operates, you know, so my creative brain, I realized through blogging about what I was struggling with and how I was working on it. I found a whole bunch of kindred spirits out there, like a whole bunch of people who also struggled the way that I did when I had always thought I was the only one. But as I found these people, I saw that the common thread was creativity. Okay. And because of realizing, oh, my creative brain is directly related to my slob brain, that realization of this is just a difference in how I see the world and how my brain operates and how I think through things and stuff like that. Um, was freeing because it made me realize I don't have to feel like a failure because traditional organizing advice doesn't work for me. I just have to figure out what does work for me. And so I had feared accepting that this was hard for me 
because I feared that would mean accepting my house as a pigsty, you know, where in reality, accepting that my brain does not work the way organized people brain, organized people's brain do. Whew, grammar's hard today for some reason. Um, anyway, but accepting that that's how my brain works instead freed me to go, okay, what does work for me? Okay. So I just want to be clear, accepting how your brain works and understanding it is not equal to giving up. Okay. It means working with how you personally operate. Okay. Figuring things out, how they work for you, how the world appears to you, why it is that you don't see things the way that your friend who's like, um, why is that just sitting there? Why haven't you already done that? You know, you know, why is that, um, little Christmas decoration still on your fireplace? This is all hypothetical. I'm just kidding. It's still on my fireplace. And I look at it, you know, and I, I know there are normal people who'd be like, why is that still there? Haven't you noticed? Yes, I've noticed. And anyway, um, you know, accepting that I just operate differently doesn't mean that I give up. Instead, it means, okay, then I have to figure out what does work for me. Okay. All right. So defining project brain. So here's how I define it. I, this, this was a big part of the frustration for me is I'm like, there are certain people in my world who always thought of me as a super organized person. Okay. Oh, you know, (laughs) there's plenty who don't think of me as an organized person, but in different times of my life and in different situations in life, I have people who think I'm super duper organized. Um, and I feel completely capable in certain situations of organizing where other people don't feel capable. People whose homes or house, their houses are under control all the time. They don't feel capable in these situations where I'm like, yeah, I got this. Let me do this. You know? Um, so, you know, we're doing a a fundraiser, an ongoing fundraiser at our church and I'm like, yeah, I got it. Let me just take it over. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's like my, that's my wheelhouse. That's my thing that I enjoy doing. I love coming up with this idea. I love figuring out how the idea is going to work. I love putting things into place to make the idea continue. And I, that is the kind of stuff I love. And so in those areas, I am organized. Okay. But I did not understand why does that not translate to my home? Why is it that you know, while other people would never, I mean, I know lots of people in my life who would never stand up in front of 200 people and say, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. This is how it's going to happen. Let's get this down. There's a lot of people I know who would never, ever put themselves in that situation. And I put myself in that situation and I'm as happy as I can be. Like that's my happy place. And, and I was like, but my house is a disaster. Why does this not translate? Well, it's because I have a project brain. I like a definable project to do. Okay. I like to do something where, um, like I just said, I have, I like the planning phase. I like the thinking through all the possible scenarios. I like the implementing. I like the finishing. The finishing is my favorite part is to step back and be able to look back and go, that is done. And I either have the benefit of it because here's something in my house that I created and made and it's done and yay, I love it. Or I have the, um, the memory of it. 
Okay. And go, that was a great time. It had a great impact. Ha, ah, that's over. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. And that is where the project brain comes in. A huge part of realizing of me making progress in my home was realizing that my house is not a project. Okay. Overall, my house is not a project. So that is why my strategy, I would always try to implement. These are the ways that I'm good at organizing, you know, big, huge projects, lots of moving pieces, figuring out how it's all going to work and implement, implement, you know, wear myself out completely getting things done and then enjoying it. I would try to use that, those same strategies on my house. And so I would set aside a weekend. I would clean it from top to bottom. I would, you know, I mean that, that was my mentality. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. And yet it never had lasting impact. And I was constantly going back to, okay, I cleaned it up perfectly last weekend and now it's the next Friday and it's back to being a disaster. And I just, that, that was my big frustration is the project brain treating my house like a project was not working. Okay. So that's my definition of project brain is that's where I excel organizationally is on things with a beginning, a middle and an end. Don't excel organizationally in my home. Um, and realizing I can't implement the same strategies on both. Okay. So a lot of that was accepting, was realizing, okay, treating my house like a project does not work. So what do I need to do instead? All right. And that's what we're going to talk about is in what areas do I have to resist this tendency to think of everything as a project, to want to treat everything as a project. When do I have to resist that? And when can I embrace it and use it to make my house better? Okay. Um, so sometimes it's resisting, sometimes it's going, going with and evaluating every situation accordingly. Is my brain style going to help me or hurt me here in this particular situation? And then how do I go from there? Um, you know, Naming a problem is huge for me. Like that is something that helps me a lot. Obviously, I'm a word person. I like to write. I write books. I write the blog, all that kind of stuff. I yak into this microphone every week. Um, but I, I find this in general in life, you know, for me is I'll start to feel unsettled. And I'm like, something is bothering me. And I despise that feeling. Like I really don't like that feeling. And it is generally when I come to a point where I'm able to put my finger on what is bothering me. Okay. Something is unsettling me. And then when I can name that problem, then I'm able to move forward. And so that's where I think it's important to understand the realities of a project brain the realities of how that is helpful and hurtful. Okay. Um, you know, one question to ask in all of this is, does it save me time or does it waste my time to think of this particular thing as a project? Okay. Now something to acknowledge in that is that a lot of the progress that I have made in my home, most of it honest, well, I would say, yeah, most of it, because it's all experience-based, what I talk about, has been from me going ahead and trying it 
and then figuring out which way works best for me as a project or not as a project. Okay. Because if I just analyze it, because I have a project brain, I am always going to think of it in the project way. And that is, you know, so the analyzing ahead of time and trying to figure it out before I do anything, my brain is going to default to project where someone who doesn't have a project brain is probably going to default to the, you know, the, the small tasks done daily. Does that make sense? Okay. So, um, trying it, you may need to try it both ways and it generally is something that you're going to figure out by going ahead and doing it. All right. Okay. Let me tell you about one of this week's sponsors who is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. Here's the thing. Sometimes it's difficult to do the thing you know you need to do. If you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, this is not a crisis line. Okay, this is counseling. One big advantage, since I know I have readers all over the place, many in rural areas, is that there's a broad expertise in the network, which may not be local, locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A slob comes clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code clean. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean and simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Okay. So there's, we're going to talk first about times to resist project brain, to realize that thinking of things as project hurts, projects hurts my home. Um, if you, everyone is welcome to listen to this podcast. Although I'm just going to say, hi, Caroline. Um, so Caroline is a friend of mine from college who I seriously just, I have the best memories anyway. Um, and on my birthday, she was like, uh, you know how everybody on Facebook like wishes you happy birthday. And she goes, I've been loving your podcast. And I mean, I seriously just cringed. I was like, oh, I don't want anyone to actually listen to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Hi, I'm glad you're here. We should really catch up in person anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm just, just as an example, this is still not something I'm like, Hey, guess what everybody? I'm a slob. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, but everyone is welcome to listen except for people I actually know in real life sort of kidding, sort of not. Um, but if you happen to be normal, okay. Um, which when I say normal, if you're new around here, don't be offended. What I just mean is people who are not like me. I'm like, I'm abnormal. (laughs) And that's just how I always thought of things. Um, if you are normal and you know, or if your house is under control consistently, which I actually know there are a lot of you who are that way that do listen. And I appreciate that very much. Um, but these are the things that in my personal experience 
and personal friends and this coming up in conversation, these are the things that make them look at me like, what, what is wrong with you? Like that's that. Yes. Is acting like these things are a big deal when they're like, um, just move it or just pick it up. (laughs) Anyway. So, okay. So dishes, obviously you guys knew I was going to say that, right? Dishes, dishes. I was so wrong when I thought that treating dishes as a project was the right thing to do. The reason my kitchen was always a disaster before I started this blog 10 years ago is because I thought of dishes as a project. I thought of them as something to devote time and, you know, really make it worth my time and wait till there's enough to make it worth my time to stop everything and do that. I mean, come on. It seems so silly now, but you guys, that was how I thought of it. I mean, I just looked at those. I mean, I looked at my, a few dishes and thought that's not worth my time. Okay. That's project brain is me going, Oh, that's, that's not worth me, you know, filling up the sink, you know, wasting all that water, blah, 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 taking time out of my schedule. That, that was me evaluating it as a project. And I was wrong because then it's not just simply the, here's the project. It's that, how does this work into real life? Because in real life, I did not notice it again until it was too much. And then I still thinking of it as it as, you know, thinking of it as a project meant that I would put it off even longer because I'd be like, oh, well now it's a big old job, you know? Whew, I got to set aside time for that because I was thinking of as thinking of it as a project. And because of my project brain, I think that's part of the reason why I don't see the incremental mess, why I didn't see the, it getting a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until it was completely overwhelming. Okay. So dishes, I have to, when I have that natural tendency, because it is still there, I still look at dishes and think, uh, it's not really. And I'm like, no, it does not work. It does not work for me to put off the dishes. So if I notice them at any state, I have got to act on that. It is never a realistic, logical thing for me to say, oh, I'm going to wait until that's worth my time. No, I need to do it now. Okay. Dishes do not work as a project. Partly because when I wait for it to be a big, big project, it affects so many other things in my home. It affects the f- me being able to cook because I don't have the clean dishes that I need. It affects me having the space to cook because the counter is piled with dirty dishes. That does not work for me to view dishes as a project. Okay. Um, other examples are picking up one thing. You know, I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but like dropping something and thinking something like, oh, wow, yeah, I need to do a general pickup around here. It sounds so ridiculous, but that's how my brain works. I'm like, oh, man, I dropped that piece of paper and it like did its own little paper airplane thing over across the room. Oh, I've got to clean the house. (sighs) Instead of going and picking up the one piece of paper. The one piece of paper. 
it does not serve me well when I think that way of letting the one piece of paper falling on the floor be a reminder that I need to do the project of cleaning my house. Instead to go, that's not a project. That's one piece of paper. Even if there are other things on the floor, if I will resist it in that moment and go and pick up the piece of paper and go, yeah, that wasn't hard. Then that helps me to the next time have a better chance of picking up the one piece of paper. And if I will pick up the single pieces of paper that fall or the single, whatever it is, then my house doesn't turn into a project. That's how my house stays under control. Does that make sense? So it's like, acknowledging that that is not logical, even though it's where my brain leaps to. That's just how it goes. Um, have you guys seen the thing? It's like a, a meme lately or something going around on Facebook. And um, it's like a, a mom has put, and it's a great idea. I don't think it would work in my house, but, and I'll explain why, but it's like a piece of paper on the floor. I think it's in their bathroom. I'm not sure a little piece of paper on the floor and underneath it is a $5 bill, like folded up and attached to that piece of paper. And the idea is if her family, if her kids would just pick up that piece of paper, they'd have $5 and she's just leaving it there to see who notices when I would be the kid or the adult who'd be like, wait, what? That had $5 on it. You know, um, because just one little piece of paper doesn't register. Okay. But you know, what registers is when I notice that I dropped the piece of paper. If I can take that moment to go, this piece of paper that I just dropped is not a project. I am so much more likely to keep my house under control because that anyway, that's just how I roll. Um, other things, wiping up a spill immediately. I have a part in, um, I I think I talk in 28 days to hope for your home, uh, which is an ebook that I wrote years and years ago. Um, but it's now the appendix and how to manage your home without losing your mind, which is a traditionally published book that I have. Um, that's available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble everywhere. Um, anyway, that 28 days to hope for your home. One of the things I talk in there about in there is, um, you know, as I got to where my kitchen was under control much more, well, ever, um, because I had been doing my dishes every single day, um, then how much easier it becomes to wipe down the counters because there's not stuff all over the counters. And then as the counters are wiped down, then I started to notice the, um, single splash of, uh, spaghetti sauce. Okay. Even I mean, I'm sure there are people who are neat enough that they never splash spaghetti sauce on the counter when they cook. I am not one of those people. I never will be one of those people. That's not even a goal that I'm going for. But when I was being consistent with not making it a project to clean up my kitchen counters and instead treating it as a very quick everyday, whether I like it or not, whether it's worth my time or not, haha, um, thing to do, then um, I would, it shifted my perspective on the single splatter of spaghetti sauce, because what I used to think was, and I still naturally think is here is a single, oh my goodness. I just splattered spaghetti sauce 
on the counter. Oh, I've got to wipe down the counters. Wiping down the counters is not a project. And when I don't let myself think of it as a project, then I am a bajillion times more likely to just wipe that up immediately. Okay. Partly because it's not just one of a bunch of different little splatters waiting to be wiped up, but also because I have made myself catch myself in those moments of, Oh, I need to clean the kitchen really good. And so I go, no, I just need to wipe up the splatter. That's not a project. When I don't do it, that's when it becomes a project. Okay. Um, other things, the mail coming in, I am never going to tell you how to completely conquer the paper issue because I'm me and that's just not ever going to happen. But I have so reduced our paper issues significantly. I've reduced them. Um, mail coming in, I have to remind myself often by actually saying the words either in my head or out loud, mail's not a project. Okay. And if I can't now, not that it doesn't turn into one eventually, but I'm just saying I used to think of, Oh, this paper coming in my house. And instead now, I mean, out of desperation, not like a robot, but like, if I don't do this, everything's going to fall apart is more how my brain is working. But when I bring that mail in, I am determined to go straight to toss it absolutely immediately. Like it is not, if it leaves my hand and goes onto the dining room table, it's going to be a project. Okay. And the vast majority of that mail does not deserve to be a project. Yesterday I tossed every single thing that came in the mail, every single item. So those things are done. That is not a project. That is a daily thing that if I will do that, I will significantly reduce the eventual project of dealing with mail that actually is necessary or eliminate it from ever even being a project. Okay. All right. Let me talk about our next sponsor that goes really, really well with my project brain. And that's PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that works super perfectly with my project brain. So here's how it worked this week. I picked out three meals from the meal plan Allison sent me on Friday of last week because we had three nights this week when I would be able to cook. Okay. So I used the grocery list that she sent me and ordered the ingredients that were marked as being for the meals I decided to make. I ordered them through my, um, uh, Walmart pickup app. Okay. So I went through her thing. I had decided I'm going to make meals one, two, four. Oh, I actually did four things because one was for a breakfast thing. But anyway, one, two, four, and six. And so everything that had a one, a two, or four, or a six on it, I just went and ordered that um, in my uh, grocery app for Walmart pickup. Anyway, um, I spent about two hours doing prep work. Now, I just want to be clear. I enjoy this. I like being in the kitchen. I like making healthy food for my family, but sometimes life gets going, especially busy during that dinner prep time. And I feel like I'm never getting to do that. So I, I worked for about two hours doing prep work. I, um, 
worked this project. I chopped mushrooms and bok choy. That was a first for me and kale and broccoli and marinated sirloin and more. And then when we had a six o'clock event on Monday night, which if you're ever scheduling events, six o'clock is my least favorite time. Cause if it's at five, I can eat after if it's at seven, I can eat before, but six is hard anyway, but I was able to come home and stir fry the already chopped broccoli and the already sliced and marinated beef in 15 minutes. And my family had a home cooked healthy meal that every single one of them loved, even on a very busy night. Last night, we had the sausage and kale soup that just had to be warmed up after I'd made it during the prep time. I'm telling you, this is great for the project brained person. And Allison does all the planning for you. So you just have to get the groceries and execute the plan. Okay. You can get a free two-week trial of Prep Dish by going to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a free two-week trial. Okay, now we're going to talk about when we have a huge advantage in having a project brain. Because I just want to be clear on that. This is a an advantage that we have. Those of us with project brains can do things that people who don't have project brains won't even attempt. I mean, for real, we're, we love this kind of stuff and the world has to have people with project brains has to, it's, this is how we were created to be. Okay. There, we need all different kinds of people. We need all different kinds of brains. So let's stop preaching there for a minute, but yes. Anyway. So these are times when my project brain rocks, um, meal prep like that ad, or even if you're just cooking up a bunch of ground beef and putting it in the freezer, that saves so much time. I mean, you can make chili or spaghetti or anything, tacos, whatever, in way less time than it would even take to drive to the very closest fast food place. If you will do that, you know, so because I have a project brain, I'm always looking for opportunities like that. I mean, that that's me. I'm always scheming. If I'm going to do this anyway, how can I achieve maximum impact? So I love doing that. If I'm for throwing something on the grill, oh, you better believe I'm going to get, you know, another meal's worth of hamburger patties or chicken breasts or sometimes more meals worth, more than one meal's worth and grill those at the same time so that we have those later in a pinch. Okay. So that kind of stuff is where the project brain rocks. Everybody can learn that just like all of us can learn that doing the dishes is not a project. Everybody can learn that. But this is where my brain is always looking for this kind of stuff. And I love it. Like it just jazzes me where there's other people who it doesn't jazz them to do that. They're not, they're like, Oh, I don't want to do all that work. I think I'd rather just do it you know, meal by meal, because I don't want to spend the, you know, two hours in the kitchen or whatever working on this. And I'm like, give me two hours in the kitchen so that I don't have to spend all that time later. You know, see what I'm saying? Just different people, different function of the way things go. And that's great. Um, laundry day is my best and biggest example of how the project brain works. And I'm excited because I've got um, one of my blogging friends from years and years ago when we first started. Um, she's got a lot of kids anyway. And she's, she's like, she messaged me the other day. She said, Hey, can I write a guest post for you on 
how I use your laundry day with my extra large family. And I was like, yeah, um, but it's because the project brain thing works. And she's a, she's a seamstress. Like she writes about sewing and things. And I'm like, hello projects. I mean, like, how can we turn this into a project laundry day? The short version for those of y'all that are new here is, um, I have a laundry day. It did not work for my brain to do a load of laundry every day. Okay. I tried that for years because that's what all the experts say to do. Um, it's a laundry day that works best for me. And here's the thing. Laundry is an example of how you got to do what works for your brain. Because there are a lot of people in this world that the one load a day is exactly the best thing in the world for them. It is the best and it doesn't work for me. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to do dishes as a project. I really don't because I feel like I have experimented with everything that like, if I can make something a project, oh, you better believe I'm going to make it a project. Okay. And dishes can't be a project. If I'm wrong, I would love to hear about how that could work. But, um, but really though, laundry is one of those things that can be a project for those of us who have a project brain and need something like that to be a project. Okay. So the reason it's a project is that I do it the whole week's worth at one time, not in one load, but I do it from beginning to end. And so ideally that's going to happen in one day. And sometimes it takes two days, but even when it's two days, it's still a project because I'm not starting on next week's laundry, meaning the stuff that's getting dirty now, that is for next week. I'm only working on this. And that way it does not have that never ending feeling that laundry can have otherwise. Okay. So I have a podcast specifically on how laundry day works. Um, so, you know, you can go check out that one too and understand how that works. Um, okay. Another way to do projects for all those little nagging things like phone calls, scheduling appointments, paying bills, et cetera, that kind of stuff is the whole power hour concept. Um, I talked about this, I don't know, probably six months ago. I don't know. Um, but the power hour concept is that I tackle all these things at once. And I had one probably two weeks ago. And it's just when I start to feel like all these little things are nagging me. And a lot of times it's these little things that are making me wake up at three 30 in the morning and not be able to go back to sleep. Cause I'm thinking of all these things that have to be done. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to tackle all these little teeny tiny things as a project. I'm going to make it a one hour project to get as many of these little annoying things done as I possibly can. Okay. So that's where the project brain can serve you well. Is it ideal to just go ahead and make that appointment when you think of it? Well, of course it is. Do I live in an ideal world? No. Okay. Um, five minute pickups. I think that's one of the reasons that they work so well for people like me is it's like, okay, a five minute project as opposed to you know, or to make up for all those times when I didn't notice when the piece of paper fell to the floor. You know, I mean, I'm the queen of just randomly setting something down and having no idea where I put it because I had no conscious realization that I had set it down. So a five minute pickup is like a project. It's a focused time of I'm going to do this. Now, I wouldn't have believed that five minutes would make the impact that it did until I went ahead and tried it. Okay, so that 
that's big. Um, okay. So maximum impact is the key. That's the goal that we're going here. And before, before we finish up, I have to say, I have to talk about decluttering because that's my specialty. You know, I have a book. Did y'all know that it's called decluttering at the speed of life. Anyway, you should totally get it. But, um, decluttering is like a combo of these two things. Okay. Meaning I like to tackle decluttering as a project because it has a lasting impact. I've learned that through doing the decluttering. Um, but I mean, if the more I can get out of my house, the easier my house is to maintain, the easier my house is to live in, the easier my house, my family can function, all that kind of stuff is a huge benefit of tackling decluttering projects. However, the key to actually being able to do that and being able to sustain that and being able to get back to it um, whenever I have a chance is to do it in a way that's less project-like than I always thought before. Meaning knowing that and accepting the fact that I may not be able to finish this project in the amount of time that I think I have available. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to do this in a way that, um, I can stop at any time and I'm going to do it in a way where I can make progress and achieve decluttering success, which is just means that stuff is leaving my house, um, in any amount of time I have available, whether it's five minutes or five hours or five days. Okay. And the way to do that, here's the super short version. This is podcast number two Oh something. So, you know, I've talked about it a lot before and you can go back and listen if you don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, is to take things where they go immediately and not make piles for later because that's that project brain right? It's that, oh, well, this is so much more efficient because I'm going to treat all these things that are going to go to the master bedroom and the garage and all that. I'm going to treat those as a project. Okay. They, this is a decluttering project. That's their own project. And I'm going to go do that all at one time as a project. That's so much better, right? Makes so much more sense, except that it doesn't because real life trumps any of that. Okay. Real life means that I'm going to get distracted and then I'm going to have a bigger mess, which is the main frustration with decluttering, which is the thing that would keep me from getting going. So if I'll just take things where they go immediately, I never end up with that bigger mess and I only make progress. Okay. So here's the defining thing. How does it play out in real life? And how does it make guaranteed progress? Okay. I have guaranteed clean kitchen if I will do my dishes every single day. I have guaranteed messy kitchen if I wait every three days to do the dishes. Okay. I have guaranteed clean, clean underwear every single day. If I do laundry day, me personally, because if I do the one load a day, then I, because of how my brain works and how my, how I function, I'm going to leave it in there and I'm going to forget to put it in the dryer. It's going to sour. I'm going to have to rewash it. And then there's going to be a day where somebody's going commando. Okay. So we don't do that anymore because the project, that's how it works. So how can I make guaranteed progress? And a lot of that is you doing trial of error in your trial and error in your home to figure out what works best for you. I've done a lot of that work for you, you know, here in the podcast, on the blog and the books, all that kind of stuff. 
but ultimately it's what works best for you personally in your home with your family. Okay. All right. I'm going to end there. I hope that all made sense. Um, I do want to remind you, those of you that are patrons of the show at $5 a month or more, if you are not yet part of the Facebook group, please send me an email at a slob comes clean at gmail.com because, um, you have to go into Patreon and when you're signed in, it will, if you click around, you're going to find the link to the form that you have to fill out. But I know sometimes that's hard to find. So just send me an email if you haven't found that form. If you're not part of the group, I have invited every single person that's filled out the form. So email me. Um, if you filled out the form and you never got the email, email me and we'll get it figured out. Okay. Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean and, um, find out more about becoming a patron of the show and all the wonderful perks. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.